You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 747, Let the Dragons Roar. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Metros, and with me I have Van. Hey, Van, how you doing? Good, thanks. That's good to hear. Uh, so how was your uh, last couple weeks in WoW? Busy. I The 15th brought with it, obviously, the leveling changes, which were very helpful. Prior to that, I ended up getting a couple more Horde characters to 50, so now I'm sitting on a level 60 Druid, Demon Hunter, Warrior, and DK, and then I've got my Monk and Paladin, still a little bit lower. Haven't decided whether I want to go ahead and level them, but uh, yeah, lots of leveling going on, and I used the pre-patch to get them all to 252 since they were all brand new characters. So lots of leveling and preparing. Spent some time in the beta to uh, just kind of get a feel for the dragon riding, figure out where all the glyphs are. Um, get used to at least the start of the the leveling because that's usually such a mess that i try to get out of it as quick as possible but yeah just basically preparation for for next tuesday or monday how about you so my weeks in wow very interesting um so i have spent i spent a fair bit of time just getting characters where i wanted to be so my goal this last couple weeks has been uh, basically, or it's the last week since it's been a week since all this uh, phase two had started happening. Right. I want to get all my characters to superior, so the superior achievement. Yeah. That is, I level one fifty eight blue quality on every slot. Now, before I left Shadowlands, I had crafted a bunch of one fifty one gear for all my new characters. That was not good enough, clearly, because it's not one fifty eight. So I figured out that my top five characters didn't need anything from this event. I, I went through it with them, got them the pet, put the pet in the cage, sent it off to my mule, and that was pretty much it. And then once they were done, they, they could sit there and, and if I, I... I actually mentioned this on stream yesterday when I was streaming. Uh, once they were done, uh, they, could, they would go on daily as if there was time. But doing 14 characters at roughly half an hour per daily yep. is a lot of time. Way more than is is even mildly reasonable. Absolutely. So at this point, the plan has been basically just to focus on the characters that need stuff. Because I don't want my higher level characters that don't need the gear to get a drop that they don't need. As it is, my lower level characters, my lower geared characters, are, st- are getting drops that they don't need. My, what drops are you talking from the bosses or in the event for those who haven't at this point when they're hearing this done the event uh, for pre-patch the there's three levels of mobs uh, of, of note that are taggable by everybody there's also like a, a lower level non-elite elemental that and there's people that summon them that can only be tagged by a certain number of people but there's revenants and then there's a higher level elemental, and then there's the boss. The higher level elementals and the boss are only there when the boss is on in the world, basically. And the ones that are revenants, those are there the entire time, except for the five-ish minutes between timers. Uh, so when the timer ends on one phase, it's about a five-minute t- time frame for people to loot any bodies that need to be looted. The base of the map gets cleared of any spawn points you wait 
And it's really annoying because this will actually, even if you are middle of fighting the boss, he will vanish. This has happened to me about eight or eight to ten times already. It was eight the other day and I've already had it happen a couple times. But now I'm very well aware of it. And I, I will sit there and announce in say channel, like, we are, the, the boss just spawned. It's ten minutes until reset. There's no way that we're unlocking this boss and killing it before it's done. So get what you can from these mobs. Totally fine. Don't be surprised if the mob despawns. And that has happened a lot. So basically, you kill revenants, and then about every half an hour, 20 minutes to half an hour, the, the the boss spawns, and he then spawns the next level down once, and they can drop loot as well. They can drop gear. Uh, they also drop the essences and, and lots of trash. So you basically kill, kill, kill until you unlock the boss, the boss fights, kill the boss, and you have a higher chance of loot, like actual gear from the boss, and you get a bunch of essences. And the, the daily makes you go out and get 10 boats, and you need to kill uh, roughly 10 to 15 mobs to get that, to get the essences, or the emotes you need. Well, as with everything, and I'm sure if Toasty ever listens to this episode, he'll tell you his, his stories of getting the same legendary trinket 18 times or something, when he absolutely, absolutely hates Safuza's secret, I believe. He hated that trinket so much, and he kept getting it, and it Sounds was right. legendarily annoying to him. And that has happened. My priest has gotten the same belt four times. My Vulpiran hunter has gotten the same boots twice. And my night elf hunter has gotten the same necklace four times. That's super interesting because both. So I, I I farmed 400 essences on two characters. Most of it I did um, before the boss was up, so I would do it with the small mobs, so I didn't get much. <clears throat> um, but I'd get like three, four kills on bosses during that time, and I don't think I ever got a repeated gear piece. <laughs> I think maybe once or twice on ten drops. Well, I think yesterday, I think all of my characters that did the the did the boss got a piece of gear they needed. Every oh, character. Yeah. It was weird. I, I actually thought it was like, maybe they're like, it's a bonus bonus time? Yeah. Bonus type of thing? Like maybe, maybe they're giving us a bonus that we can do this? I don't know. But it was it was pretty crazy to me. And I was really thrown by it for a while. But then I was like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm... So uh, my hunter, my Nort Night Elf hunter, I just finished. So I've, I've decided that he's done. Uh, he only needed a few more pieces, but I then realized that between buying some pieces and drops that he's gotten, he actually is literally right at eye level 252. Right. He has all event gear. Yeah. I then went and transmogged it into the the uh, evoker uh, set from uh, that you get that you get when you come out of the set, the Dragon Isles for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it looks much better on him than it does than than, than the. That makes I want to say like, have you actually looked at the gear? For, for, that you get out of the, the event? Uh, looked at it how? Like the tier set? Like the, what the appearance is there? Or what do you mean? Yeah, like the, 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 the visual aesthetic of the, the gear. Um, no, not much. I have I think it's the plate one that I looked at that was nice. I'm not a huge fan of any of the others, I don't believe. Uh, I, I would simply say plain is an understatement. Yeah. It's gray and blue. I mean, at least as Lon said, maybe Hornside is different. Right. And the weapons look very plain. Like, yeah. No, the plate one was very a tough looking level level twenty sword. Yeah. Maybe you know, like. Yeah. 
everything's just a very dull color scheme. So they're not, I mean, they're not super exciting. It's cool to have the set. And I, I loved seeing the, loved, I loved seeing the messages saying, oh, you've collected the enti- this entire collection right. yeah. uh, or this entire set. Love it. It looks really cool. But it's boring but it's, as heck. Yeah. So, you know, my, my main might get this. I don't know yet. I'm leaning towards another another set I already have collected for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And of course, taking the helm off because I never wear the helm because they mm. all look stupid. Yep. Like, I, I spent a lot of time getting my face and my hair looking right. Why am I covered up with a helmet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so torn on the event. Like, it's got some nice parts and not like... I love the fact that the same gear drops, but you can also buy it because the gear drops, in my opinion, are a 100% bonus. We could... Yes. Just get the essences drop, and then we gotta go and buy it. And that's like 400 essences for a set. That's like two hour and a half to two hours of constant farming for it. So I'm pretty okay with how it's set up. Well, you can also do the dailies and get and a you bit can, more of those yeah, as well. Yeah, no, exactly. The one thing I am torn on, and I really can't decide. On the one hand, I love timer-based respawns. Like this boss, when it comes up, or sorry, when it dies, it comes up 20 minutes later. Okay. That's a timer that is consistent so i can come in kill it you know look at the time go do something go to work do whatever i need to do and then come back in 20 minutes and i know the boss is up but at the same time if i want to sit there and just spam it it's nice if you know i can just sit here and help contribute to a thousand of these mobs dying and after that thousand then the boss spawns we kill another hundred and then we're into the boss Right, so you yeah. can make it go faster. So, like, I'm so torn because both of them have nice aspects. It would almost be nice if we could do both, right? If we could, it's guaranteed to spawn in 20 minutes, or you make it go faster. But then, if you miss it going faster, I mean, it's just such a tough call. Yeah, it's a nice event. I do like it. I enjoy how they've done it. And I, between all my characters, I farmed up roughly 6,000. Yeah. And I don't need that many. Mainly, I mean, partly because some of my all already very well geared. Yeah. And some well, got some other stuff on the weekend. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Keep mind, but, it's also BOA. So you could send it to alt. Not the gear. Not the gear, but the essences are. Oh, yeah. The essences. Yeah, totally. Most, most of my essences are from my mule waiting yeah. for next Sunday when I go gear up any alts that are still lacking in gear. Right. And haven't gotten a drop that they need. That's fair. Yeah. And then I'll buy the bag, the toy bag, the bag, the toy yeah. that, whatever that toy is. That well, there's a have. toy that's the critter sucker, the vacuum. Yeah. And then uh, the raging bag also. Those are definitely worth getting on every character. Yeah. We'll see. They're, well, they're cheap. Um, the way I explain it to me, even if you're not a crafter or anything or a, a gatherer of any way, shape, or form, when you kill mobs and you get linen, that is a rate that that's opening up bag space. It costs you five essence. Why not? Even if you're not only going to use two slots, it's still an extra two slots for killing three mobs, right? Uh, okay, so I think I misunderstood very terribly what that was. The raging bag. Yeah. So it's, it's an extra had, bag slot. Yeah. See, we've had in the past many times where you can buy a bag that contains variety right. of reagents. Yeah. I did not realize this was an equipable bag. Oh. So I agree with you 100% now. Yeah, no. Now that I understand what this is, totally worth yeah, getting that. Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's a it's an extra bag spot. And and with everything 
stacking up higher, it'll be used even a little bit less. Like, bag space already is going to get better. But, like, you know, like you say, there's all, we always get those random bags. You open them, they got some random crap in them. You don't really do anything with it, and then eventually you sell it. But at least now, I'm not going to lose 15 bag spots to random stuff that I don't even want or use, right? So, yeah. Either way, five five essence definitely worth picking up. Yeah, I, I like I said, I did not realize uh, yeah. what it was. I thought it was just a, a bag of, of crafty right. mats. Yeah. And I don't need those. I'm selling off my crafty mats at this point for yep. the last expansion, and I didn't expect it to have crafting mats for this expansion. But if it's five essences for a bag that'll save me from having crafting mats clogging up my other bags, absolutely, that's fine. I, I thought we were getting a crafting bag, like a reagent bag, in this expansion, you know, early on, and I hadn't seen one in the beta. But I'm like, oh, at some point I'll get it. Like it's not yeah. a big deal. And we'll get we'll get um, higher slot ones, I believe, also. Yeah. Soon. But yeah, but on my alliance side, I, ha- I currently have five thousand, and I have about a thousand over on a horde side. Oh, yeah. And I need about three or four thousand right. for my characters. So I have absolutely plenty of these things to go around. Yep. Yeah, I, I and, basically did yeah. the same thing. I farmed up. I I would actually I went to the vendor, calculated exactly how many I needed, and then when I got that many, I headed back. Um, a couple of times I would, you know, oh, okay, so this boss kill will put me at the, you know, cap. Um, I would try not to buy anything except for a weapon initially because at least a weapon is going to help me, a weapon or a shield is going to help me stay alive and do more damage more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then everything else, I would leave at whatever gear I had. Um, that way, any drops I got weren't duplicates, so I didn't have to worry about that. Save me a little bit of time and effort. Yeah. But I'm also, I will do small things like that because I am lazy as all hell. And I'm doing it five times? Nope. (laughs) I feel you there. I'm actually going to take my mule over and and get a reagent bag for him, because why not, right? Yep. Like, he he always has reagent from my alts that just clog up his space. Yep. And if I, I mean, it's only a 20-bag slot, but I'm sure that my tailors will probably be crafting them this expansion somewhere. Yep. But for now, I'll take this free 20 slots and uh, go from there, I guess. I gotta admit, that's the nice part about moving to the opposite faction, is I don't have to worry about a clogged up bank for a while, because they're all fresh characters. Yeah, that works. So, I also, ironic, and I'm sure it made you laugh, because of what we talked about last episode, and it it made me laugh when I was editing the episode as well. Uh, But that episode just went up before we did the show. I apologize for taking so long. I am working on being faster, but I am... There's a reason why Sean and Toasty after him we're editing this show for a very long time i'm not very good at editing guys uh so i apologize for taking so long but yeah uh what, what did we say last episode that i am not a dungeon master and i don't do dungeons something along those lines yep what, what did we do yesterday i got a message that a certain paladin needed a tank for old man yes so... i i recall very yeah uh so i had all i mean from the beginning, step phase, step one, I was always going to do the the Ultimon stuff because why wouldn't I, right? right. It's super easy, not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Why would you not take the advantage advantage while you can, right? No, exactly. Went in and I tried to find a group 
and tried to find a group and tried to find a group and we got a healer and waited for a tank and then there was a tank that came up and we lost it and i'm like well nope this is not working so went over and messaged my my favorite co-host and, and said hey uh you're a tank right and and he came and tanked for me i appreciate that it, it saved me a lot of he uh, headache and frustration I also have the detailed meters that I'm willing to sell so that people could <laughs> permanently make fun of him if he would if they would like, but... Uh... We don't need to go that way. <laughs> that is not a route we need to follow down, thanks anyway. Bidding starts at uh, about 500k gold. I'm very broke since going hard side, um, but uh -huh. we did, we had talked about it previously. There are, there are uh, very interesting ways of, of getting gold from one faction, one server to another now that the auction house is... Region there wide. is. I actually need to get bags across to my horde side characters. Ah, that'd be a tough one. Well, no, you just did, you just need to have somebody who is waiting at the horde bank, yeah, the horde auction house when you post, yeah. Or, and this is kind of how I thought about it. Basically, post something horde side for an extra extraordinarily high amount of money that nobody's ever going to buy right. that. Yeah, to get money on horde side. But the problem with buy the that, stuff at a higher price on alliance from alliance side. Right, but the problem with that is that you're losing a lot to the auction yeah. cut. Like, on 600,000, I lost 30k. Ooh, ouch. So, they take 5% from auction house cut. That sucks. That but, sucks I mean, I'm still 500 and... Well, I, I had 660, I think. So, I'm still 600k richer than I was, but... True, true. What can you do? But, yeah, so, did the Ultimon raid... I, I actually noticed during the raid, I am, at this point, 99% certain... That at least one of the lost dwarves is voiced by voiced by Darren DePaul. For those who don't know who Darren DePaul is, he is the voice of Reinhardt in Overwatch. He's an amazing oh, voice actor, and uh, apparently Manny is bidding 500k for these logs. Uh, oh, Joe is bidding 300k and a reagent bag. I don't think the reagent bag is worth 200k. Is the problem? <laughs> we just went the... over. They're worth five essences. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I haven't looked it up, so I don't know 100% certain. But I'd be shocked if he was not the voice of at least one of those dwarves, if not all of them, because I have watched him at BlizzCon, and I have seen him on various shows, and I have seen him change his voice drastically at the drop of a hat. So I am going to be utterly shocked if it is not him voicing one or more of those dwarves. Also, the scale commander Azurathel on Alliance side... That person either should or has voiced Optimus Prime. I find it interesting that we do a dungeon. You focus on the characters and their voices and etc. I don't even know that there was a dwarf in there, but I thought the bosses were fairly cool and it might be an interesting dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the difference. I mean, I was streaming at the time, so I was, you know, I was listening to the audio and, and listening to the, the ambiance of it. Right. You were... I'm assuming drinking and preparing for a football game that didn't go very well. That is correct. So, you know, different people, different priorities. That's fair. I, I did enjoy overall the, the dungeon. It was a very interesting change, and I'm very interested to see where that storyline goes. So, right. you know, hook, line, sinker, they got me on that one. And it wasn't as painful as I expected it to be, I guess, is the best way I can put it. Well, we also did a normal, so... Yeah, it's only available heroic and normal, right? Um, sounds about right. Might be available Mythic Zero. 
I'm I'm honestly not sure. I I play so little this season that I'm I I, I don't know. Dungeons and raiding is basically a wrap for me until next Tuesday when we start. So do you have a, a group yet for it or? Yeah, I'm I'm in a horde guild. Um, joined one uh, a few months ago, and then they decided to quit raiding until Dragonflight, and uh, we're getting our roster set up. So we're we're good to go next week. Nice. Well, I hope that goes well for you. Uh, I, yeah, I know too. how much you like raiding. But yeah, so I went from mocking myself two weeks ago about how little I dungeon to doing a dungeon. But I'm only doing the one time. I'm not doing it more than once. I did get three pieces from it, though. And I got none. Interesting how that works. I got two pieces from the dungeon and then one from the quest. The turn-in, yeah, yeah. But the quest turn-in was actually nice, so I appreciate that. Yeah, the 278 weapons uh, from just from the quest is, I mean, on its own that is worth doing it for because, like, the dungeon took us 25, 20, 25 minutes. And based on what I had seen, the tank was by far the top damage in the dungeon. So, I mean, if you get, you know, a group who's, you know, friends or guildies who our dungeon people like you can knock that thing out in 10 15 minutes so to get a 278 weapon on an alt or something like that i mean that's yeah pretty 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 helpful for leveling yeah if i had a group to do that with like if i had a set you know all of my characters dps so like yeah a tank a healer a couple other dps i'm sure that all of my characters could have 278 weapons easily and oh, i'd absolutely. be happy with that yeah I, but if I, I might... don't get that i'm not sure i'm not upset exactly I debated doing it at least once more, and I might this week. We'll see. Um, try to do it at least, because I've still yet to determine what I'm playing in Dragonflight, because the tank situation... Evoker! The tank situation, because dragons can't be tanks. Let me know when that makes sense. Um, is very... Wait, wait. Scaly hide mobs that are notoriously hard to kill can't take damage and That's... threat? Yep, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly at a loss for words on how that makes sense, but uh, okay then. So yeah, the tank situation's constantly evolving, and there's, I mean, I know that there's a lot of tanks already, but like, give me a dragon tank. That's that's cool. Like that'd be so nice. Um. Anyway, so like Druid a few weeks ago, like they got a flat fifty percent buff to everything. Okay. That's that's big. Like that's that's massive. Even though they were doing far less damage than anybody else, that brought them from the worst tank to the best tank in one iteration of patching. So as of right now, Druid does a ton of damage, and they've always had a ton of health, and they're fairly easy to play. And Prot Warrior is basically taking no damage and unkillable, but so is Death Knight and kind of Demon Hunter. So basically out of the four that I have leveled, I still don't know which one I made. But so I might do it on at least one more character just to get the weapon in case because I'll be leveling at least two characters day one. I will say, not super surprised there was no tank on this one. The last two I, hero yeah. classes three. have tank specs. The last three wasn't monk. Was monk, monk is not, not a hero. hero? Class. They weren't a hero no. class. Yeah. No, so yeah, both the last class. both the last two hero classes and the last three classes have had a tank. Because the last three classes, if I'm not mistaken, were Monk, Demon Hunter, or Monk, DK, Demon Hunter. Yeah. Correct? So all three of Pretty them should sure. be tank. I'm, I'm quite certain that they were, um, that those were the last three. And all three of them can be tank. And like you say, the last two hero classes can be tank. So definitely not surprising. 
But I would probably trade all three of them for a dragon tank because hello. <laughs> I will say that was probably the number one criticism I saw when this expansion was announced. Oh, absolutely. What the f? There's um, no tank. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I and I get their reasoning. There's a lot. There's already six tanks. That's a lot of tanks. The last Bob. I get all of that, but it's a dragon. No. <laughs> Why do you need your dragon to also be able to hold threat? It's not like they are notoriously well known for being threatening. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, I feel like Blizzard missed the mark on that one, and unfortunately, I don't think there's anything we can do about it. I unfortunately believe you are probably correct on that. Yes. Yeah. But it is what it is. We'll move on. We'll do other things, and maybe at some point, maybe what what would you do of mid expansion? They announced. Okay, so we now have tank Drek'thir. It would really depend on the tuning of it, but as long as it was... I mean, unfortunately, I am sort of a meta slave where I play what's good. Um, so if it wasn't good, I would absolutely have one, and it would be awesome, but I may, I would not guaranteed main it. Yeah, see, for me, I just I play what I enjoy. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that some of the classes I play DPS are not great DPS. But I enjoy playing them. I also don't yeah. play some classes that I'm sure would be great DPS. I mean, if you want to play something that's fun and always has a good spec to it, a, like a Warlock is golden. Blizzard loves Warlocks. They're always at the top. There's always one really spec I really enjoy playing my top. Warlock. Really? I actually, I really enjoy it. Though I will tell my audience, my Warlock is max level right now for another Week. seven days. Yep. So for seven days, I have met the obligation that, and the agreement I made with my co- co-hosts to level a warlock to max level. I'm not sure if I have one. Uh, I think my alliance one may be max level. Okay, so I'm going to take a picture of this. This is it's a picture of my one of my alliance paladins in the pal- plate set. And this is just boring to me. I don't understand why why this is... Like, there's so many things they could have done better with this this gear, I think. Yeah. Nope. Warlock is level 50. Well, if you spend about two to to four hours on it, you'll probably get 60 pretty easily. The problem, though, is that they're all Alliance, and what's the point? My Priest is also 50. Fair enough. For for the end of BFA and for the start of of Shadowlands, I got everything to 60, so I had every character max. And I probably would have done it this time as well, but with me going Horde, like, what is the point? Yeah, like I already had to fully fresh level four characters to sixty, which I think this is the first time I've ever done that in like less than a year because I'm not a fan of leveling. Yeah, but yeah, no, and see for me like it is very plain, but I don't mind. It. Like I also look at transmog sets as those shoulders are pretty nice. I can use them somewhere else. That the belt is pretty nice. I can use it somewhere else. You know stuff like that. Yeah, true. I do like the shoulders insofar as they aren't obtrusive. Yeah. Too often, I find shoulders are annoying. A a set of shoulders should not go above my character's eyes, and there are way too many in this game that go above my head. We got a different different taste in shoulder transmog, it seems. I'm just opening my character selection screen now, and uh, I'll show you my... See which ones are the worst. So I got those ones which are pretty big. Yeah, but I mean, those are those aren't bad. Like I don't like the spikiness of them personally, but I mean, that's like, what I liked about it. Because I'm a yeah. tank. 
And these ones, I like these ones. Like, okay, to me, the only way I could ever enjoy that kind of a look as a tank is if I completely bought into the, I enjoy pain. I enjoy the idea that if I move my head the wrong direction, these <laughs> things are going to stab me in the head. See, and I, I at, relish that pain. And I look at it more as, I'm a tank, I need to be aggressive and tough and yada yada yada, and these are that right especially as a tauren i've got another set where they i almost put a, one similar as my dk's um on there because i mean as a tauren i've got my horns so i can also like oh god ram you and if i got those spikes on top of that you know that's pretty good especially as a bear because skull bash i'm literally ramming you with my head but so okay here's a question i have for you and this is something i i i noticed a couple of days ago when i was out doing the bosses for the event. And then I noticed again in Aldemon with you yesterday. What in the F is that? Is, is that a bear form? Upright standing bear form that's like. Yeah, that's the fell, fell werebear. Okay. I'm like, what is that form? I'm used to the normal bear form. I, I had not seen that form before. So um, let me find the original. Like, I've heard of werebears in like yeah. DD settings, but I've like. Um... I've never seen that form before. So I'll note at the beginning of the show that I did say that I want to keep this one short, and we're already like over half an yeah. hour in. And we haven't gotten to any topics. We haven't gotten to any news yet. So that is the original. That's a skin on it, but that's the original Legion uh, Mage Tower Werebear appearance, right? Okay. Because in Legion, the Mage Towers were very difficult initially. Never did one. Yeah, they started very difficult, but you could all gear them fairly simply by the end of the expansion. Assuming you rated, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, so so once you beat it, you would get a appearance for your artifact weapon. Bears, because they're a bear, just got an appearance like that instead. Yeah. Um, and then when the Legion came back, or the Mayshar came back in whatever the hell season that was, they opted to not allow the same skin to be available because that would take away from people who got it in the first place. So they instead offered the fell one, which I find hilarious because, in my opinion, the fell one looks hundred times cooler. For those who are listening to this in downloads and not in the Discord, you should join the Discord because Van here is showing pictures of his goblin, I believe, and then his tauren, and then uh, bear forms in in Discord. So just just in case, when you're wondering what's going yeah. on there, just because some people are listening in download, they are not in the Discord and, and don't know what you're saying and, and seeing. Well, then they don't get to see my awesome transmogs on all of my characters that I just finished yesterday. That's really just... I am not focusing on transmogs until I've done the gearing. Oh, and, So and, I'll do yeah. that on Sunday. Yes, and I finished the gearing, which is why I'm I'm now doing it. Because mine are all also all too big. But yeah, I, I don't want to waste those, yeah, those tokens I, yeah, no. until I need to. Absolutely. I say as I'm literally logging in character after character, going to get the bag, and then logging back over to the next one. All right, let's talk about some news. Yeah. We're, we're still here for some news, right? That's correct. All right. Did you watch the stream they did last Monday to reveal the launch cinematic? I didn't watch the stream, but I did watch the cinematic as soon as it was publicly available. You mean you didn't skip work or, or, or take a break no. at work to go watch the stream? Not the stream. <sighs> How no. dare you? Yeah. I, I watched part of it, but I also didn't watch all of it. I find... What did you think of the cinematic? I find the cinematic has a very How to Train Your Dragon vibe to it. <laughs> and I know that I'm not the only one. And if you Google it, guaranteed that is everywhere. Because 
Like I swear, like that could have been out of the movie. But also, it was it was pretty good. It was uh, it was interesting. I, I, I find the and maybe I'm misunderstanding, but I find it interesting that there's been a bad dragon just hidden from us until now. But I agree. I, I I'm not a fan of of. I mean, and I know it's hard to plan so far in the future, but stuff like that kind of irritates me. Like I can tell that you literally just pulled this out of your ass and it's from nowhere type deal, you know. As opposed to, you know, kind of building up to it and hiding it for a couple expansions. And then, oh, here you go. See, here's the thing. You say that. And I totally understand where you're coming from in that in that thinking. The problem that you, you'll run into when you have that thinking, though, is having watched this company for so long, they have hints of stuff years and years oh, out. absolutely. If you look, like... I can't talk to the person I would normally talk to about this anymore because she now works at Blizzard. But if you look, you will find hints of this dragon and its existence going back at least two expansions. Interesting. Okay, so that's that's nice to know. There's always cookie crumbs. That's nice to know. Some of them know. never get paid off, but there's yeah. always cookie crumbs. It just it seemed to me like it came out of nowhere, but I guess you got to really be paying attention for those, which would explain like, a Blizzard little bit. Blizzard literally plans their expansions out two, two expansions ahead of time. So they are able to put something in now that will be in WoW 13, I guess, is what... I think it's 13. Right, yeah. We're we're on 10, so like 10, 11, 12, or 13. Like, we're seeing... We'll be seeing hints this expansion. Maybe just a small mention, maybe a book somewhere, but there'll be something that will tell us that this is coming. Maybe like a, a little sliver or something that is still there. It'll be a line in a quest or, no, or I, I an entire know. quest chain that will mention something and we'll be like, oh, I'm curious about that. And Absolutely. then five years down there, I'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. I more, I more so meant they left one uh, nice cookie crumb that I'm very curious about, which is a gigantic ass sword sticking out of the world. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how we are ignoring cool. that. Yeah, no, we're just gonna, we'll just move on and pretend that it's okay. I mean, if the Titan in the middle of our planet's fine with it, I, I guess I, I'm okay, yeah, but it does not feel like a comfortable situation to be in for many nope. years. Yep. Anyways, but, what were what was your thoughts on the cinematic? Uh, I love the playfulness of it. Uh, I definitely, yeah. you know, in hindsight, I definitely agree with you. Like, it definitely has a how to train your dragon feel. Yeah. But I, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not... Oh, I love I the movie. I love the movie. I just found it very funny that it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm okay with there being a little bit of playfulness there, yeah. uh, a little bit of seriousness, and kind of presenting us with, hey, this is the kind of stuff you're going to look forward to, but this is also the kind of stuff you're going to look forward to. Right. Like, here's the fun, there's the seriousness. Yeah. Be, be prepared, you're getting both. I also, as usual, they did a phenomenal d- job of putting it together and just working it all in and making it look just so amazing, right? Yep. Like Amazing job. Absolutely. 100% agree with you on that. As usual, Terry Gregory and his team knocked it out of the ballpark. Super fun, super entertaining, well worth the view. Definitely would watch it. I've watched it several times. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it again today just for kicks. Did you, so did you actually watch the cinematics that came along with the Phase 2 stuff? The cinematic from Wrath, from, I guess, Abyssian in Orgrimmar and then the one from Khadgar? I'm not sure if I've seen them, or are those cinematics in-game? 
those are the ones you have that, that, that it tells you to watch as you're doing the opening up stuff or opening up, like the, yeah so i, I you, you talk to the leader like yeah you, it's, it's i think Torrens, i had yeah i'm pretty sure i had watched them that's when where okay. rathian goes and wakes it up or whatever right yeah where rathian yeah. gets a rock to the face yeah is one of them yeah. and then the other one is just basically saying like the dragon isles are open now and yes. yeah we're inviting you over but don't bring your crap with us with you yeah. this is not your war this is yeah. this is an exploration yeah i think i did watch both i was kind of curious what you thought of of those because they're less i watched them with a different eye than you probably would have because yeah. i've actually done the Drakthir unlocking so i actually right. saw some of those events in person so to speak Interesting. I wasn't sure what you would think of it, of it all of it, because you haven't done a direct here yet. So you're an observer. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm feeling strongly about it. I mean, I kind of watched it and skipped over it and hardly remember it. So I mean, that kind of. That's what I was kind of wondering. Like, you know? if you haven't done the quests, right? Does it really impact you? Not or those really. who are not who have not done direct here yet, kind of thing. I mean, it's not surprising, you know, the one where it's saying this is explanation, yep. leave your crap at home. I'm not all that surprised because they had to do something to at least try and tie in the cross-faction that they're opening up. So I think that's a nice way to do it and to not make it a bigger deal than it needs to. Yeah, we're going to talk more about cross-faction later. Yeah. Because that's definitely going to be a topic that needs talk. But I really enjoyed the cinematics. Okay, my dislike for one particular black dragon and my distrust of it this, of this particular black, black dragon is fairly well known upon the uh, listeners of this podcast so when i see that this black dragon in question is choosing to invite us to the dragon isles but not tell us what's awaiting us in the dragon isles i was unhappy to say the least uh, then i saw that abyssian did the same thing and i was like okay well i don't like don't dislike abyssian as much but if Abyssian did it to you, then it's... N I mean, I guess I can accept it uh, unhappily, but I still would have liked more upfrontness of the threats before we accept the invitation. Like, it should have been Cadgar that's telling us, hey, there's these other dragons there, and they want to kill us. Just so you know. Like, I, yeah. I don't think that should have been Cadgar telling us this. Right. That should have been on Rathion and Abyssian to tell us that before, you know, we agreed to go to the Dragon Isles and die for them. But that's, well, that's just my opinion, I guess. Since I haven't heard anybody else express concerns about that. But I still don't trust Grathion at all. Just so you know. In case anybody's wondering if I've changed my opinion. So you like Sibelian then? Yes, I would trust Sibelian or Abyssian way before I trust Grathion. Yeah, and I'm... I can't decide. Like, my favorite gift is seeing Grathion get his, get his, yeah. get his clean, clock cleaned by, by Anduin, so... Getting him, getting him get hit by another uh, person or another thing was right. definitely well liked by me. Let's put it that way. That's fair. And also, I just realized you can't actually do the get the bag and talk to the, see those uh, NPCs over there until you actually like do the other stuff in the area. Yeah, that makes sense. You got to do at least the first intro quest. I will say that even on a level eleven character, it is giving me a dragon to ride. That's good to know. Interesting, because this character does not have a dragon to ride. Hmm. I feel like it's a compound, actually, now that I think about it. Mm hmm? Like, oh, you're not talking about the dragon riding mounts, which... No, like, you you get, like, if you're a character that does not have flying, since some of, the, some of the stuff you need to do as part of this quest does require you to be able to fly... Oh, they added that, finally. You, you get God. a dragon. Well, it gives you a dragon for this, uh, this quest. Right, yeah. Um, 
I was watching Max stream it, and the one of the first quests, when it sends you up to the top of the pillar, yeah. you couldn't get there, and he couldn't fly, and they didn't give a dragon yet. Yeah. So he had to have a friend come with a two-person <laughs> mount and bring him yeah. up to the damn, like, hey, vey. But yeah. Yeah, so I, I can see that being a problem. They, glad that they added that. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm like, wait a minute, this character can't get to that stuff. Yep. That's gonna be a problem. Yeah. But yeah, no, they uh they there's a button there that says summon a dragon good. and uh I can now uh now go do that. So that's good. That's good. Good of them to have thought of that eventually. So here's <laughs> the next question. What do you okay. think about the China situation? okay. Uh, um, well let, let's kind of summarize the situation before we give opinion on it, okay? Right. All right, so uh we mentioned last week or last episode that Blizzard and Activision had done their quarterly earnings call. And there was a line on that earnings call that I hadn't noticed at the time, referring to the fact that they had licensing in China and they were negotiating a new licensing deal. And it did say there, we don't know what the outcome of that's going to be. And that's something I have to say, because that would impact their bottom line going forward. Right. And it definitely seems like they weren't very likely going into these no- negotiations. They weren't very likely to come to agreement. Well, I see these negotiations as, and this is just a guess, I don't know for certain, I see them as likely having gone, basically, we're being bought by Microsoft. You're in China. Microsoft needs these assurances and this stuff in order to be at all willing to continue this arrangement after they purchase. That's true. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, and then I assume, again, don't know, but I assume... Yeah. That the folks in China were like, we can't give you that because our government will not let us do that. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. At which point, talks broke down. And yeah, I feel like I don't think it was a surprise to anyone, to be honest. No. And and, uh, we had talked last week about, or last episode, about the Twitch drops not being there in China. Yeah. And I said like, well, it's it's probably just that they play differently or whatever. But no, I think they intentionally did the Twitch drops not available in China for a very specific reason. They didn't know that Dragonflight would be playable there. So yeah. uh, anybody who's in China, I probably would recommend they not buy the Dragonflight expansion. Well, they did because say... Because after it, January 23rd, you won't be able to play it. They did say it will be coming out later in the year in China. No, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be coming out before the deal's done, but then yeah. on January 23rd, those servers go down. Well, no, I think... Oh, maybe. The way I understood like, it was that later in the year, they would have it available in China once they can get other arrangements well okay so but blizzard made their announcement that that, that yeah. game services would be ending january 23rd 2023 right yeah that that makes NetEase, sense now that i think about it that yeah, way netties who's the company they are dealing who their licensing is with in china and they they were very careful in how they worded it because they i'm sure they didn't want to they still had hope to some degree right that they'd get blizzard on board but they also don't want to burn bridges because they still have other licensing with Blizzard. Yeah. Not under this. So yeah, they still Diablo. have Diablo Immortal. Yeah. I think one other game. The other one I heard of was Diablo Immortal that is under a separate agreement that they still have to partner with for another year. Yeah, I, I don't I honestly don't know. Uh I, I vaguely recall there being a mention of two different games, but I don't know which games they are. Yeah, uh, and I really couldn't say for certain. I do know Diablo Mortal was the, was one of them. Um, again, don't have any guarantee on the other. Right. So it's kind yeah. of a, a it's something. I don't remember what it is, but 
What I find super interesting with the whole scenario is that for a while we've been told China's a fairly large portion of the WoW revenue base, but now that this is all falling apart, it's only 3%. Yeah, that was so, uh, very well, interesting. Like, China's huge. We're big in China. And what I've understood is WoW is big in China, but NetEase takes a ton of that profit for themselves, which I can understand. Um, but I mean, you're saying China is such a big market, yet you only only 3% of your income comes from there? Like, I mean, okay, great, it's 3% of your income, but like, does it really matter then to the company necessarily? Like, it's interesting. I mean, any amount of lost player base is lost player base. Exactly. They've always calculated China very differently than they do the, the other markets in the world. Yeah. So that the Chinese impact on the game they, I mean, first off, from a, a financial standpoint, they need to minimize that loss as much yeah. as they possibly can. Right. They cannot make this a, we are in financial trouble because this is happening. Yeah. It has to be a very, no big deal. We planned for this. We expected it's, this. Yeah. Not, exactly. a, not a huge loss. We'll be fine. Whether that's actually the case, who knows? Yeah. No, and, and I agree 100%. Like, even if it's, 20% of the market, they've got to find a way to spin it where it's not a big deal. Absolutely. Especially with the the, the acquisitions on the yeah. verge. Yeah. Like, they're within six months, probably, of that completing, yeah. I would think. And, and a new expansion. Like, you don't want negative anything a week and a half before an expansion. Yeah, no. But but I also think it was good for them to, send, to say this now. Otherwise, people buying that expansion in, yeah. yep. in a few weeks... What, what, what do you mean I'm not... What do you mean yeah. I can't play this game that I've just bought? I'm even Why curious. didn't you tell me sooner? I'm even curious. I bet you there's a lot of people who already bought it. Do they get their money back? How does that work? Like, you just sold them a game they can play for two weeks. They, there would play. have to be a process for getting a refund. There would have there, to be. There'd have to be. So, curious how that goes. I think it's still a developing situation. They might get a replacement for NetEase relatively quickly. I think they're going to try to because they're finally... I, from what I understand, they are some of their games are fairly big in China, so they don't want to lose that foothold. But we'll have to wait. Yeah, and see. It, yeah, it, it's it's definitely it, it's very important to make sure that they are upfront uh, and that they are not pissing anybody off. Right. I think it does help their the situation right now that they still have contracts together because this doesn't become a pissing match essentially. Oh yeah, if they if they did not still have the the. Uh, the deals that they had in place uh, with Netties, yeah. they would absolutely uh, be going all out on each other. Yeah, this would be a much different narrative than we're getting. Absolutely. But yeah, Netties does not want to lose what they have left. Exactly. I'm sure it doesn't, I'm sure it, co- it, it would be costly to them to not have those things. I'm sure even them losing bl- like everything else, I'm sure that's going to cost Netties a lot more than it's going to cost Blizzard. Absolutely. Uh, it's but, going to be very painful for them, I think. Yeah. But again, it, it's... I can understand why it fell through. Blizzard, Activision Blizzard can't just say, never mind, we don't care about these things, because Microsoft clearly does. And NetEase can't give it to them, because like you said, the government doesn't let them. So, like, I wonder how... It might have possibly even been fairly agreeable, because both sides realize, like, you're not doing this because you don't want to. Neither of us can give way. There is no compromise available. Yeah. But we'll, unless we can uh, get a recording of the meetings that they had, I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't speak Chinese, and I don't think you either, do either. So I don't think we'd understand you. Good point. Good point. Uh, but yeah, it, 
is unfortunate for the players in China. There, there is entirely a possibility that, you know, Blizzard, Microsoft are trying to work on a deal with another company because I'm sure there are other companies that can do the same job. Right. Unfortunately, we won't know until they announce what they've come up with as a solution to that. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll have to wait and see on what, what's announced. Uh, there's two months uh, at this point until yeah. that actually happens. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see what happens between now and then. Yep. Lots of time. All right. Uh, so what do you think about Legacies Chapter 3? It was pretty interesting. I, From what I'm understanding, it's kind of a nice little wrap-up on it all. Um, very interesting to see that how it kind of ended up um, and to get you kind of caught up and, and ready for the expansion, almost, I suppose. It uh, showed you some interesting things that you would not possibly have known if you weren't into lore along the way. But how Absolutely, do you yeah. feel as a lore person who probably knew most of, if not all of this already? I, I did know most of it uh, because a lot of that was mentioned on beta and alpha right. or what happened with the direct theater. Right. And I'm really interested to see how they uh, follow it going forward, I guess is the best way of putting it. Because there's a lot of potential for for this race, the direct theater, to be either a, a benefit the world or the downfall. Uh, they could very easily follow the path of their creator, Naltharion, and turn bad. They could oh, also fair. just as easily turn good. So for me, it's kind of a good to know. Very curious to see what the next step on this is going to be like. But for now, it's good to have this information and, and I can include that in role-playing of my Drakthir so that I have a better understanding of his history and what he's done and what he's experienced and not just what small things I've been able to gather from questing, which is kind of how things tend to go. And that can be very annoying as a do player. You, anyway. Do you really think that they have the opportunity to go in Netherian's Nathal footsteps considering they are a class that we are able to be playing as? Um... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they, what, would it really be in Blizzard's notebook to give us a class that is an ally that we can play as and then have them turn evil? I mean, I guess Death Knight's sort of in a roundabout way kind of did. Well, everything can be evil. Like, every, right. every aspect of the game can be evil. Everyone like, yeah. can turn bad. That's true. It's, it's more of a question for who turns bad. Like, yeah. There could be a faction of Drakthir that, that, that side with the Primalists, for example. Yeah, I mean, take a look, for example, Necrolords. Yeah. That's a, that's a good like, point. There's a faction of the Necrolords that yeah. side of the bad yeah. and decide we to can, try and take out the rest of them. And we can Stupid still decision, be but hey. Necrolords. Yeah, all right, fair enough. That's fair, that's fair. So, I mean, I mean and Revendreth, same thing. Yeah, like... Yeah, no, you're right, absolutely. There, there are lots of possibilities for for good and bad. And it always seems and... to make it more interesting, I find, when a faction breaks off to do it. Absolutely. Uh, it is always entertaining to me when things go in that kind of direction. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to see a less... Um, how can I put it? A less predictable path for a new group. Right. It feels like every time... It feels like every time this happens, it always seems to be the same general path that's followed I guess yeah. Is what yeah like the second in command type deal or 
what have you, of one faction or the commander and one thinks they know better. I'd like to see less tropes. I'd like to see more actual plot. Yeah. That's how I can put it. Yeah. That's true. Um, But yeah, I mean, we'll see. It it, could be very interesting. That's for sure. Just going to make a note of this one, this next one here. Not a huge thing to be discussing, but uh, for those of you who still go around and farm Galleon and other world bosses for mounts to drop, uh, the mount drop rate has increased greatly by Hotfixes last week. So you might have a better chance of getting those mounts this week. I think that was only mop, uh, world boss mounts, though. Yeah, I was just saying, world boss mount. Yeah, drops. just just not, in not your Arthas for for Invincible yeah. or the Huntsman with Midnight. Yeah. You know, it just world boss mounts, but so, only in Miss, right? I believe. I didn't see who, which all ones were part of that. I'm pretty sure, and I didn't play Miss, to, so I can't say for sure. But I was told in Guild that it is just Miss of Pandaria world bosses, and that's just here. because of the Drakthir situation that came up. Uh, that was where the, the, the that was the only thing on their loot table, right? Yep. Um, and then they got a bunch, so instead of taking them back, they just upgrade, increase the. Uh, Boston, yeah, e- everything here looks like yeah, Valley of Four the, Winds, Kunlai, yeah, uh, yeah. Son of Galleon, uh, Reigns of Heavenly Cloud Serpent, all the Cloud Serpent ones, Direhorn, yeah, yeah, that's all mop stuff. So, oh, there uh, is a there is one Draenor, oh, okay, uh, Solar Spire Hawk, okay, like I, yeah, I didn't see where but that yeah. one dropped out, so yeah, but yeah, no, you're right, quick, quick mention, yeah, uh, good luck to anybody who's still chasing those, you might have a better chance for the next little while until maybe they fix that stuff. Who knows? But we'll see. All right. So to the big part of our news here, and at this point, I want to try and get through this as quickly as we possibly can because yep. we're already getting pretty long in the show and editing shows is hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they ha- th- there was lots of interviews this week with the devs after the part two of the pre-patch stuff launched. Some really interesting stuff that was learned and some stuff that actually reflects back on stuff we talked about last episode, which is why I've kind of put it in here. Uh, as I've mentioned and I predicted, uh, due to the reaction to Drakthir customizations being so broad, the devs are currently looking to add more for other races. This is definitely a very big win for every player, whether you want customizations or not, because it's not a bad thing to have more options to choose from. Absolutely. You agree? Yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely a good thing, and definitely very welcome from my perspective. Yeah. The, the idea behind Dragonflight, they said in one interview, is that Dragonflight allows players to carve out a unique identity for themselves. And the, from the customizations for the Drakthir, which there are thousands of combination possibilities that you can choose from everything you choose from there, to how you do your specs for your classes, for your crafting professions, and so on. Everything is about making your character unique. And I think that's a very welcome thing that is going to bring a lot of players back to this expansion. I mean, you even get to customize your dragon mount. Like, yep. everything is customizable. Everything. So here's um, here's something that I found entertaining to a degree. So they did say that dragon riding, not, dragon riding may not be for everyone. It can be relatively difficult to control for some people. So players can turn into a whelp and ride with other players to get to places. I think it's a really good idea. I absolutely want to go into the beta right now and try that out. I want to I'd, see how that works. I didn't even know that they had added it, but yeah, like that's a fantastic idea. Because I can definitely and, see, like, dragon riding can be a pain in the ass sometimes. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. Uh, we did talk about this last week. Uh, 
but they did confirm that dragon riding is 830% speed. I I really but, wish they would give you a little buff indicator and tell you what your current percent was because it's you, so hard to know. You can't like there's add-ons that do that, but it goes by what you're riding and yeah. your training level. Yeah. Dragon riding is so different that it's almost impossible to really no, gauge I, the speed. I wish I guess I wish like Blizzard's API would allow for it so that we could That'd be awesome. See, right? Like it'd just be nice to know like how fast am I going? Like if I'm just doing this kind of like at least to give you an idea what the 310% speed is. Mostly because like even on the druid, I go back and forth constantly. Is travel form faster than mounted speed? It doesn't tell me, so I can't say for sure. Yeah. So it'd just be nice. Maybe it's not necessary, but it'd be nice. Absolutely. And here's one thing, and, and like I guess we're trying to go through these points as quick as we can. Yep. This is something I think that is bigger for you presently than it is for me. Absolutely. It's, but even for me, it's a very controversial topic. I don't know how I even feel about it. So the line from the interview, and there's an interview with Ian Hazakostas, who is the lead dev- designer for World of Warcraft. He is the top guy making decisions on that team. When, not if, but when cross-faction guilds release, the Hall of Fame will become a fa- become faction agnostic. So basically, what that tells us is it is not a question of will there be cross-faction guilds. Yeah. It is a when there will be. I'm not surprised by that. In any way, shape, or form, we all knew it was coming. After cross-faction raiding opened up, it was a guarantee. As soon as they opened that can of worms, there was absolutely no way for them to say no to cross-faction guilds. So here's here's the question I have for you. How many patch cycles from the point that happens to when factions are irrelevant? You could be a human on the Zero. horde. A Torin on the Alliance, an Orc of Stormwind. You can do it now. And there's some people that do, because the faction... But you can't be on that faction. Like, you aren't... You can raid it. You can raid it, though. You can, but you can't... Like, if you you as a Torin go into Stormwind, what's going to happen to you? Oh, you're saying to that degree. Literally, factions are irrelevant. It is literally... You can be a Torin of the Alliance. I'd say... Um, I would say maybe a patch or two. I don't think it'll be immediately. Um, I feel it'll be the next expansion after that happens. Yeah, like I, it's I, not at the I, same time. I think it might even be like partway through the expansion. I don't know that I see them doing that partway through an expansion. I think they want a major shift when that happens. I guess. I think that's it, a I think really big be... shift to how this game works. But depending on how they introduce cross-faction guilds, they could set yeah. it up to allow for it partway through and put it into the storyline, right? Like this, yeah. Like they put they put the cross-faction rating in with essentially no real story helping it because it was so necessary. So now yeah. to sort of Dragonflight, they're opening up. Okay, we're gonna go to this new place together and explore it together. No war, blah blah blah. And I mean, and it happens constantly. Look at any big clash Horde and Alliance have had. The very next patch or the very next expansion, we're working together again. Like it's so back and forth, it's absurd. But there are players who are gonna be upset that there would then probably not be a Horde versus Alliance plotline. Yeah, there's because they like those plotlines. There's plenty of people right now that hate it and i don't know from that point of view i honestly don't know if they even would remove it altogether because the 
one of their big selling points right now is if you want to hang on to the old style lore horde versus alliance you can you can turn your group to only be alliance only be horde or cross faction guilds will be the same thing communities are the same thing so maybe they leave it and i i honestly why not leave it why why make it open to both i don't need to go to stormwind as a horde i don't need to go to orgamar as an alliance i have my own capital city but some people want but some people want to be an undead that is now in the alliance all right so make it often sort of like war mode you can turn war mode on and off turn that on and off okay but like you could turn it on or off for yourself for your characters but you can't say oh you person of the of the high mountain tauren who is now the alliance i don't you aren't you don't exist to me like you can't turn it off for other people you can only turn it off for yourself you can turn it off for shards so same as war mode i don't see people in war mode when i'm not in war mode or i you know vice versa so that so okay so that's what you're saying like you can shard it up basically sharding to do you have cross faction on and off yeah okay however they do it i i don't know how they will do it but i i 100 this line right here told me a 100 percent we will at some point have factions become virtually irrelevant it will be players of azeroth and um i would almost be very happy to see no further faction conflicts we are simply the enlightened people of Azeroth fighting yeah. the threats against our planet. I mean, and you would think by this point it would have already happened. To be honest, like, if you're trying to maintain a reality of any way, shape, or form, like, we've been attacked by, by outside forces so damn much, why are we still fighting each other? Like, because you know there I mean? are like, always going to be people who want yeah. to tear down peace yeah. and take advantage of peace, like the Jailer, right. like Neltharion, and yes, his kin... But- but why are we fighting against each other? Like, why not just fight them together instead of fighting yeah. each other? Is what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. But it's easy to convince people to say by saying like, oh, those those people who say they want peace, they actually want war. Yeah, you can't trust them. Like, it's right. it's so easy. Like, you can see it in our in our real world. Like That's the true. the level of manipulation that can be done to convince people that no, you don't want peace. You actually want war with those people. Yeah. Like, if you, I mean. Not to get very political, but Russia versus Ukraine. How many yep. Russians have been convinced that Ukraine started the war? That's they didn't. Fair. That's true. How many people no, in the U.S. have been convinced yeah. that the, the the other side is anti something that they are in favor of? Yeah, it's super no, easy to convince people if you fair. are charismatic enough. Yeah, um, it's just a matter of questioning what people are willing to believe. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. But yeah, I I look forward to the point where I can see an orc. In Orgrimmar, or an Orc in, Tor- in Stormwind, who is peaceful, and I yeah. think I might actually consider changing some of my my hordies over to Alliance. I might actually consider it. I'm curious if they'll open it up where you can select your race, and it'll be wide open, and then you can select your faction to pick which one's your main faction. See, I that you did that with with the Pandaren back in Mr. Yeah, Pandaria, exactly. Yeah. But when it came to the Evoker, you actually chose at the creation screen, do you want a Horde or Alliance oh, Evoker? Oh, interesting. So they did not choose that path this time, even though it was very easy to do that. And I think actually earlier in the Alpha, it was actually that way where you, at the end of the experience, you chose which of the dragons you were going to follow, Abyssian or mm. Rathion. 
But now you actually choose I am making an evoker or a Drakir who is Alliance or Horde. Well, but Pandaren, now you pick on the select screen also. Like, Alliance okay. side and Horde side both have a Pandaren option. So that, I mean, that, again, leads me back to the... It would be so easy just to put all the characters on the side yeah. of the screen. And yep. you choose when, I, when, you, when you start which faction you want to go with. No, I agree. But that would take a lot of work. And the reason why that will not happen, I don't think, in a non... Re- expansion release phase is the amount of work required to make undead exper- starting experiences that lets you mm. join the alliance orc that lets you join the alliance human lets you join the, yeah, the horde that's true you, you would need to ho- have whole new starting experiences for the, all, every race depending on which faction they chose or you get rid of them they're so outdated by this point like exile's reach is a lot faster Honestly, Exiles Reach is probably the best way of doing that because then simply at the end of Exiles Reach, you choose your faction. Yeah, and that's what I mean, right? So get rid of the faction starting, or not the faction, but the the race, the race, yeah, yeah, starting point, and just make Exiles Reach. Like the problem with a lot of the faction or the specific ones, like D, like the fastest way to level right now is go to Exiles Reach because it's designed to get you from levels one to ten, and then you go into your zone. Death yeah. Knights, Demon Hunters, uh, possibly Marks, Drak Theory. You got to go through your thing, and it always uh, ends up not, putting you different levels. Not the monks. The Pandaren the have their own. Or yeah, sorry, P- Pandaren. They, so, the Pandaren have their own section. Yeah. So like DKs, you're level 15 by the time you come out. Demon Hunter, I can't remember, but like that throws off your leveling stuff, and it kind of sucks being stuck going through that. Like. I wanted to get out of the DK starting zone, and I couldn't. I had to go through the whole thing. Yeah, DK is it. 58 when you get out of it. Uh, Death Knight, or uh, Demon Hunters are 50, I think, now. Uh, I don't know. Like, that must have changed. Know, like... DKs definitely aren't 50. They were 20, I think. Really? DK. Yeah. Well, they did the level squish, right? Oh, yeah, okay. The level squish might have changed a few things, because like, yeah. basically, you were basically ready... Or the next yeah. expansion when you hit there... when you got the starting experience for Demon Hunters. Yeah, I think the, the, the hero classes now start at level 10 instead of 1 or something like that. Like, uh, Okay. Yeah, Joda's saying DK is 15, DH 8. So it, it's, and that's uh, my point, right? It's weird. Just let us I all... I haven't created one in a very long time. Yeah. I, I, you can tell just, that, I guess. Just let us do Exile's Reach for everything. Let us out when we hit level 10. Go into the world. Level wherever the hell you want be done with it like yeah it's it, it's just it's too much the game needs to evolve and that's part of it but anyways this was a quick talking point <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i don't know how much you've done the the elemental things for this starting event but there's one thing that drops that i think a lot of people have just thrown away and i want to make a point to say don't do that so if you do the earth one you'll get a at least one or two, probably, pre-sentient rock cluster. Don't throw it away. Keep it. I think you'll auction it at a later, at later point. And those who did not keep theirs will be wanting yours. Because you can make an elemental rock pet in the new expansion with oh, those damn. and some other stuff. If you are not, if you don't care about pets, fine, whatever. But this is going to be a really cool thing to create. And I am looking forward to creating mine. I've kept all of mine, even though I only need like two of them. But I understand that can also very much change by the time the expansion actually hits. So, yes, don't trash your pre-sentient rock clusters. Keep them, hold on to them, 
for a little bit until you get to the right point in Dragonflight. Yeah, it's, that's unfortunate. I don't plan on going back, and I don't have any, so... Well, you could just watch for an Earth one to pop up and go do it on one of your characters that's I not could. like it. Level 60. Uh, and I might, yeah. Wouldn't hurt we'll to see. do that. No, we'll have to So, see. you are Horde now, right? I am. I have Horde characters. Now, if you've read some of the recent books and know some of the recent lore, you'll know that there are two characters that were getting a little close in the last bits of lore that came out. And as it's now been three years since we left Shadowlands, come back to our home, and even though we didn't get the peace that our that our citizens did, they got some peace for a few years, which is nice because it's hard to go from crisis to crisis. In the time of that, a wedding happened. And it is very, very nice to see a short story that has just been released today, written by Christy Golden, who has written almost all of the recent WoW books and is an amazing author. She actually works at Blizzard now. And it basically tells the story of the wedding between Thalysra and Lorthor Rotheron. Hmm. I haven't read it because it literally came out as we were preparing to do the show. Like we were talking about getting ready to do the show and it was like it was posted. I am so excited to read this because it's nice to have a little bit of extra fluff, a little bit of extra stuff that we haven't seen before. And I love the lore. I love the written stuff they have for the lore. And this is something that is definitely in my wheelhouse. Of, I will be talking about this next week, probably, or next episode. I find it interesting. And, I mean, and it's cool that they, they give you something to catch up on that, you know, here's what you missed out on while you've been gone. Because, you know, clearly we were gone for a while. So it's pretty cool for them to add something for that. Not just yeah. to come back like, yeah, oh, you guys are back. Okay, yeah, nothing changed. Well, clearly something should have. We were gone a Absolutely. while. Yeah, uh, and and if you actually look, several characters around the current event, uh, Tyralion and Gen on the docks. Yep. And uh, in Stormwind, and then there's a few other characters in Stormwind, and then there's some characters over in Dr- in Orgrimmar. They all have bubbles, little bu- chat bubbles above their head, right. and they'll have a listen, stay well and listen. Yeah. Um, which and is, of don't. course, a, the, the epic line from Diablo. If you stay while and listen, you'll hear what's happened while we while we were post Shadowlands pre Dragonflight. No, that's good to know. Oh, I definitely yeah. recommend doing it because it's yeah. very adorable little lore bits. And as a lore nerd, I am so there. That's cool. <laughs> so yes, definitely check oh, out the Vow Eternal, written by Christy Golden. It's a short story; shouldn't take you too long to read, and it'll be a good little filler as we wait for Dragonflight to launch in a week. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. So. One of these shows I'm going to get to talk about professions and their changes, but we never have enough time, and I could probably talk about that alone for an hour and a half. Okay, well... Because there's some big changes, but at the same time... Can can you talk about it in ten minutes? Probably not, and I don't think I'd want to. At this point, it might be worth just saving it for the next one so that we can actually get a feel for it as well. All Um, right, so as I said at the end of last episode, we're going to put a pin (laughs) in that one. Yep. And move it down to the board down, next next board down the the line here. Um, The plan for the next episode is going to be uh, recording on the 5th. So we'll have Dragonflight for a week. Yep. You don't have any big trips around that right time, right? Just to clarify? Nope. No, that's uh, that's good for me. All right, perfect. So what do we need to know between now and the 5th? So, in a week, we are launching Dragonflight. 
We are headed to the Dragon Isles. Uh, the storms are gone. Everything's clear. 3 p.m. Pacific time, I believe, on Monday, November 28th, we are heading to the Dragon Isles. It is a simultaneous worldwide launch, so every yep. everywhere in the world will be able to play at the exact same moment, no matter where you are. Uh, you're in Europe, it'll be the same time as it is here, adjusted for time zones. Make sure you're geared. Do the best you can to gear if you can. Level characters if you want them to be. This is a really great time for leveling. You'll get really quick leveling through the event. If you go do the storms, I had most of my lower level characters just tagging stuff. Just a single shot from a bow or a single spell yeah. to get a bit of damage and get credit for the kill. And it literally took me one less than an entire day to level up two characters from barely into Shadowlands to done Shadowlands. It's, and it's so fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're getting like five to eight minutes of level. Depending on how busy you're, like how hard it is for you to tag mobs, a lot yeah, of them it, are getting if you're going, If you're going three in the morning, you're probably not going to get a lot. But if you're going at, you know, three in the afternoon, you're probably going to have a lot of friends helping you out there. Yeah. It, 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 you will it, probably die a lot, just so you know. It is, uh, maybe it is bring... pretty funny when, like, and as a tank, it's even funnier. I get to like the 57, 58 level and I stop tanking things because I'm getting my face crushed. Like, <laughs> you hit that level, and it's it. like, yeah, okay, I'm realizing that I'm I'm starting to be undergeared here. You might want to do some DPSing instead of tanking at that point. Yeah, pretty much. You know, you can change your your ta your talents anywhere in the world now. I, I could, yeah, and that's a very nice Just change we haven't talked about yet. But that is a very nice change. That is a very nice change. Uh, so the other preparation I, want... I would oh, ahead, mention, sorry. the other preparation I'd mention quick, get onto the beta or PTR and mess around with dragon riding a little bit. It takes a lot to get used to that, that news post about dragon riding, not being for everyone. So you can turn into a whelp and ride with others. The more practice you get, the easier it's going to be. And once you get used to it, 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 it's a lot of fun, but it definitely I, takes I do getting feel... used to. I do feel like the Drakthir are a decent introduction to that. Uh, what I'd recommend, Van, go on to the beta yourself, create a, a Drakthir and actually like use their flying abilities in Stormwind oh, yeah. yep. and just see how it compares for you to what dragon riding is. That's fair. That I feel like is, it's a really good, just a few button experience to see how it feels like to be dra do dragon riding. Yeah. The mechanics are very similar. Like, oh, okay. If you want, if you're feeling like you're running out of speed, angle yourself down. You'll yeah. gain speed quick, and then yeah. you can get back up and and keep flying. Yeah, it's it's kind of more limited. Like you can only your buttons are only usable for a certain amount of uses per soar, and then you have to land. Yeah, okay. uh, if you haven't gotten extra speed, but it is it's a really I feel like a really decent introduction to get used to, to the idea of flying outside of mount control where you can control literally everything about yeah. what you do yeah to this new way of you're controlling it but you're limited in in some of the th aspects and so on yeah and definitely check out the, the glyphs when you're dra doing dragon riding Absolutely. because those are important for leveling up your dragon riding yeah i'm gonna be getting those as i get into a zone i'll be getting them so as soon as we get dragon riding i'll be getting the waking shore as soon as we go into the next zone i'll get all like those are so important Oh, there are there are some people who are literally planning to go and get all of the glyphs yep. right away, even before they start questing yeah. in those zones. Yeah. So they can get all their dragon riding stuff unlocked and make it so much easier. And that's totally fine if that's what you want to do, but you don't have to. I did I did the route. Um 
there's a road online that they boast is 35 minutes. I think I want whatever they're smoking because that thing <laughs> took me about two and a half hours. Okay. But you definitely, I'll definitely be taking a look at it and checking out which, you know, which breakpoint is the most important. The first yeah. three are definitely important. But after that, they, they get smaller and smaller benefits until you get to the end. Yeah. So I'm going to take a look at what the breakpoint I want is and see if I can try and game it at all that way. But yeah. definitely, definitely worth checking it out because it's, it's much, like you say, it's much different than the standard mount thing. I'm not used to being able to not just look where I want to go, press my toggle auto run and walk away. Yeah. Right? You've actually got to focus and try. It, it requires fly. a lot more concentration and, and yeah attention yeah. than normal flying does for sure exactly that's also a lot faster it's 830 percent over 310 it is. it is so in in closing of this episode definitely enjoy it if you have uh pre-ordered dragonflight you can ha- create your direct here today if you don't have uh dragonflight pre-ordered yet we have a contest i'm hoping this episode will be out before the contest ends go to our twitter at all things as and there's a post there, like, retweet, and follow us to be entered. And we'll be drawing that on Saturday. So in six, five days, six days. And we'll be giving away three keys. So definitely, definitely uh, be sure to enter that if you need to. And uh, I, I don't know that we have much else. Anything from you? I don't think so. And enjoy, right. the, enjoy the next uh, seven days of relaxation before everything gets crazy again indeed uh so let's do our outro here and get on out of here if you'd like to reach us by voicemail call us at 1785 ata wow5 that's 1785 you can send emails to show at allthingsasroth.com if you like what we do here check out our patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsas you can also join our new battlenet group at bit.ly slash bnet ata join uh, check out ali's show at dungeonfables.com and toasty stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan when he does stream Right, again. Check out Ali's show at DungeonFables.com and Toasty Stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan when he does stream. Check out us on Twitter at allthingsas, myself, I'm at Medros. And do you have a Twitter yet there, Van? Nope. All right, then. And please check out our other shows from the Unfortunate Network, including Group Quest. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode after we've explored the Dragon Isles and probably both hit 60 or 70 or whatever the level is now. And we will uh, we'll see you then. So in the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of... The Dragon Isles.